3: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit, hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know the
2: q Oh, my gosh. Thank you
4: from the playlikeajet.com digital studio this is play like a jet my name is scott mason you can follow me on twitter at play like a jet one and it's time to get to know your foe and so to do that we bring back our friend who covers the new england patriots who the jets will be visiting on sunday he covers them for si and for locked on patriots mr mike DeBate. mike what's up brother welcome back to the show
1: uh always my honor always my pleasure scott and uh You know, we're we're double-dipping here uh, pretty quickly. These two teams see each other for the second time in two months, and then it's going to be a while before the Patriots and Jets hook up again. But uh, this should be a fun one and a pretty good matchup uh, brewing on the horizon in Foxborough on Sunday.
4: Yeah, it's wild how the division games have worked this year. I was talking to the Rock Pile Report boys, Drew and Chris, And we were saying how the Bills have only played one divisional game so far. So it's kind of crazy how the Jets and Patriots meet twice very early. But then the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins are going to get their two games in later in the season. So let's talk a little bit about what we've seen from the Patriots since week two when the Patriots beat the Jets up here at MetLife Stadium. Mac Jones has looked pretty good. Now, he hasn't reinvented the wheel I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's the second coming of Dan Marino, but for a rookie, he's put together a pretty solid campaign so far, hasn't made a ton of big mistakes, and he's been very efficient. 71% completion percentage, his yards per attempt at 7 even, so very solid for a rookie. The one thing that I have noticed, Mike, is that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have been very scripted, very conservative with him. And he's done well within those confines, but you have to wonder, especially after last week, where maybe they got a little too conservative for their own good, and the Cowboys were able to come back and win that game. Is this the week where the Patriots finally start to take the training wheels off of Mac Jones? Because it would seem like at home against the Jets would be as good a time to do it as any.
1: Yeah, I mean, conservatively, I would say that the New England Patriots uh, have really, I think, maybe underutilized Mac Jones in certain situations. However, I know the fan base up here in New England is still reeling and still getting a pretty well upset about the fact that they're not trusting him more in the big moments uh you know why do you kneel down with a minute 30 left in the half against mm-hmm. the dallas cowboys max moving the ball well let him go let him you know use his receivers keep him in that uh that vein uh you don't go for it on fourth down calls you know you make a, a chance to a, a punt in uh, overtime i mean these are types of moves that you usually don't see the Patriots take. You usually see them take a more aggressive approach rather than a more conservative. And I think a lot of people have been saying up here that Bill Belichick is coaching more not to lose than he is to win. Mm -hmm. To me, I think that is somewhat fair criticism and I definitely understand the arguments for it as well. But the other side of that is also looking at the fact that when Mac Jones is pressured, that's when you start to see him look like a rookie rather than the guy that's completing a high level of uh, you know, percentage of his passes. Um, You know, a player that's leading his team down the field without fear. As you saw a 75 yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne, he did not only go right back to the same route with the same receiver, but he targeted the same defensive back that just ran it back for 42 yards and a touchdown. So Mac is not showing fear. That's definitely something that's going to help him out. But at the same time, when you look at teams and you look at what the Patriots are trying to do, I think they may have a little more confidence in their offense right now, rather than their uh, excuse me, in their defense right now than their offense. But it's it's a double edged sword because the offense, has, the defense has been uh, definitely letting up some points as well. So there's a lot to be said about it and there's a lot to you know to think about when it comes to what the Patriots are doing one thing I will tell you is that the Jets are going to be more prepared on both sides of the ball this time around some of the mistakes that the Jets made that the Patriots got away with and took advantage of may not be there this time around the Patriots want to have a solid game plan against the Jets they need to be more aggressive on both sides of the ball otherwise this is going to be a tough game for them on Sunday In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
4: Mike, let's talk a little bit more about Mac Jones because you said that one of his weaknesses so far is that he's had trouble when being pressured, which of course It's a problem for most quarterbacks, especially rookies, but it's worth noting because up until the Jets' last game against the Atlanta Falcons, they'd done pretty well getting to the quarterback. Matt Ryan was the first one that really didn't see much pressure from the Jets, and so you would assume they're going to throw a lot of that at Mac Jones on Sunday, but I wanted to talk a little bit more not only about that, but also what you see as Mac Jones' strengths and weaknesses. As you said, I like the fact that he seems to be mentally tough. Throws that pick that Trevon Diggs takes to the house and then on the very next play he throws that touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne like you said no fear so give me a short summation of what you've seen from Mac Jones so far as the quarterback of the New England Patriots
1: Well, when it comes to pressure, I think a lot of people or Patriots fans that are listening to this will probably say, well, what do you mean pressure? He's picking up the pre-snap read very quickly. He is. Mac does that as well as anybody that I've seen in the league right now, and to do that as a rookie is definitely impressive. When it comes to pressure, it's getting him in situations where he needs to get rid of the ball extremely quickly, or he's getting hit very hard. Um, The shot that he took against Randy Gregory on Sunday is in and of itself. You look at that, uh, that hit, and you know, I think anybody would grimace, and uh, you know, there was a big, uh, you know, sigh of relief when we saw Mac run onto the practice field this Wednesday and didn't seem to be any worse for the wear. As a result, I think a lot of uh, you know players might have taken a, a pretty bad hit when it comes to that. So there's a lot to uh, to look at when it comes to what Mac is doing well as opposed to what he doesn't. I still remain very uh, much. Um, I don't want to say in awe because that's really the, the wrong choice of words, but I still remain very impressed by his ability to make the accurate throws, be able to run this offense on a timing-based system, get it to where the receiver uh can get it and be able to a uh, break for big yardage. Again, what we're seeing when it comes to Max problems with pressure is it's leading him to make throws that he shouldn't make, knowing when to take the sack, knowing when to throw it away, as opposed to trying to throw into coverage and make things happen you see rookies do that an awful lot. And again, that goes back to the conservative play calling that the Patriots are utilizing. They're not trying to put him in a position where he's going to cause irreparable damage to his, um, you know, his progression, but there's also the converse to be argued for that as well, because, because the Patriots obviously saw enough in Mac to realize that he could run this offense, that he was more than capable. If they wanted to take a tempered approach with this kid, well, they probably would have kept Cam Newton under center this year and they would have let him direct the offense and let Mac learn from a guy that is a former NFL MVP. They saw enough in him to know that he could do the job. So if they have that confidence in him, they got to let him loose a little bit to do it.
4: Mike, with the passing game, one thing that I noticed that's really interesting, and you see this when you're watching the game, but then it gets reinforced when you start looking at the numbers. Jacoby Myers is clearly the number one receiver, not only production-wise, but target-wise. He's got twice as many targets as anybody else on the team so far, so we know that he's the guy that the Jets will be focusing in on first and foremost, but... Beyond that, they've spread the ball around quite a bit. Here are the targets so far this season. Kendrick Bourne, 24. Nelson Aguilar, 31. Johnnie Smith, 25. Hunter Henry, 28. So they've really found a way to get the ball into everybody's hands and to make everyone a little bit of a part of the passing game. As I said, Jacoby Myers more than the others. But overall, this has been the strategy of McDaniels, and it's what Mac Jones has been asked to execute. Talk to me a little bit about this passing game, because I find it interesting.
1: Yeah, the Patriots passing game right now looks an awful lot like what the Pats used to try to do under Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. be able to utilize what the field gives you, Take advantage of the open man, hit the open man in stride, and get your offense going in that regard. Use the run to be able to open up play action. And Mac has been phenomenal out of play action. He really is at his best when it comes to that, which is why he has had such a great synergy with a receiver like Hunter Henry at the tight end position, because Henry is such a great route runner and runs those so well out of play action. It really has become sort of the safety valve for Mac Jones to look for Hunter Henry when he needs yardage. Jacoby Myers is a receiver that is going to constantly eat up yardage. He's going to get good yardage. He's strong. He's got great hands, and he's reliable. He's got reliable ability to make the catch in the open field, so he'll continue to be another favorite of Mac Jones alongside Hunter Henry. John o' Smith has been a little bit of an enigma when it comes to Patriots fans. A lot of people are looking at it and saying he's lining up more as an inline blocker than he is a receiver, and Patriots fans are getting a little frustrated with lack of productivity but what they're not seeing is what John was doing behind the scenes and what he's able to do with the blocking game to get out into run, uh, routes that allows Hunter Henry to run those routes that are getting him looks in the end zone if they're not seeing their favorite player light up the scoreboard it makes them think that they're not being productive and that simply isn't the case with Who Smith i think he's been very good i think he needs to be utilized a little bit more as a pass catcher and an offensive weapon because he is so good and he has that dual threat capability of not just receiving the ball but also carrying it out of the jet sweep and being a uh, um, an effective runner as well in the backfield he's done that before Tennessee he will continue to do that here so you look at what uh, the Patriots are doing in the passing game Kendrick Bowen I think has been very well utilized he can align outside he can align in the slot Nelson Aguilar continues to be targeted an awful lot drops are always an issue with Aguilar so you know you have to be careful and that's again a double-edged sword for them because if they keep going to Nelson he is their primary vertical deep threat But at the same time, you're going to get a drop or two, like you saw on Sunday. That drop pass uh, in the uh, the opening drive of overtime, uh, there was a lot of daylight and very, very little in front of him that was covering him. You have to think that if Nelson Aguilar had held on, that outcome for the New England Patriots could have been a lot different on Sunday than it was. So again, they're going to continue to go with reliability, but eventually they have to test some of these new weapons that they brought in to really gain uh, an insight as to how effective this offense can be Mike
4: typically with the Patriots it's been running back by committee there have been times when they've had a running back that got the bulk of the carries Corey Dillon comes to mind for example but this year it seems like they're getting away from that a little bit and it's been Damian Harris who has gotten almost all of the carries now Ramondre Stevenson the rookie has gotten some But Damian Harris has gotten the bulk of the carries, he's got three touchdowns, he's got 81 attempts so far this year, which is almost four times as much as anyone else on the team. So it's very clear what the running game attack is going to look like on Sunday for the Patriots. Talk to me about what it's been like so far this year, and how you think the Jets should go about trying to stop it, or what you would do if you were the
1: Jets. Well, at this point, uh, what I would do if I were the Jets is I would take a look at the game film from the last time that uh, these two teams faced one another. You know, for all of the credit that Damian Harris gets for being an effective runner and they're going to be able to run the ball on the Jets, I thought the Jets uh, defense did a very good job of containing Harris and the Patriots rushers back in week two. The difference here is that the Patriots have improved their run protection a little bit. That offensive line that has been banged up and really much maligned up here in New England, they're getting some of their. Players back. They're slowly getting healthy. They're getting more productive. So, as a result, Damian Harris is going to continue to be that feature back. Patriots will try to feed him and gain his ability to maneuver, even against a strong run defense. For the Patriots, if they want to try to diversify that run defense, they're going to have to rely on the rookie, Ramondre Stevenson. They started to do it a little bit last week. Only uh, 23 yards on the ground, but 39 yards receiving. That's where this kid can really be effective. We've seen James White play that role so often here in New England, that third down, receiving back out of the backfield. And for him to be able to do that and bring that to the running game, Gives the patriots another dimension when they lost james white they really lost one of the best third down backs in the nfl and that really played with their ability to effectively govern the run game that they want to employ now with stevenson showing that he can take that role a little bit patriots can get back to basics and they can utilize both harris as the feature from andre as the third down option maybe with a power option at the goal line And then they can even sprinkle in guys like Brandon Bolden, who's a savvy veteran. He's carried the ball several times for the Patriots. He can be effective in situational runs. And then J.J. Taylor being that change of pace back that they want to bring in if they want to try to diversify it a little bit, very similar to what they did last year with Rex Burkhead. So even though they're missing, I think, uh, arguably their most complete back in James White, they still have four guys that complement each other well enough for this run game to be effective.
4: Mike, talk to me a little bit more about the offensive line, because you mentioned they've been banged up. I know the last time these two teams played, Trent Brown wasn't in the game. What are they starting to look like now that they're getting healthier? Are they going to be a problem for the Jets on Sunday, do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of a pick your poison when it comes to the Patriots offensive <laughs> line, because there have been some notable uh, you know, losses and the biggest notable loss figuratively and literally, Scott, is the loss of Trent Brown. I mean, when you take him out of the equation, that's going to weaken your offensive line. No matter who is on the line, no matter where the the line lines up, you take Trent Brown and his massive size and his ability and his athletic ability to get into position out of that lineup, it's automatically going to cause problems. In the first few weeks of the season, we saw that. Patriots continued to have a lot of difficulty at right tackle um they had the platoon going of yasser durant and justin harone and little by little they started to get a little bit better but it was nowhere near what it was ever going to be with trent brown in the lineup last week yadney could tried coming in playing the right tackle position he was lit up by randy gregory that led to that hit that we were talking about earlier on mac jones yadney could obviously not the answer at that position i still like yadney's potential but he's not ready yet. Um, So at this point, do the Patriots take Michael Wainu, who has been one of the highest graded left guards in the NFL, and move him back to right tackle, which is where he played so well last year uh, and really was one of the highest touted rookies. He's taking some snaps during um, practice this week at that position. So it could be a situation where the Patriots are just going to go with the best players they have on the offensive line and not try to fit players into an assumed role and have them continue. If they do that, this is going to be a better uh, offensive front than the the Jets saw the last time uh, with the New England Patriots. I would look if my guess was going to uh to to be uh, you know on target right now i would probably say that isaiah wynn would get the start at left tackle which patriots fans again are going to roll their eyes when it comes <laughs> to that but he's still your best option at the position without any question i would probably say that at left guard ted karras would probably slot in there Then I would look at David Andrews. Maybe Shaq Mason has the chance to come back and play right guard, and you put Michael Wainu out on the, uh, the right tackle. To me, that's your best lineup and your best option to be able to stack up against what is a very formidable Jets defensive front.
4: Mike, defensively, it appears that the Patriots have two real playmakers And then just sort of a bunch of guys at this point Now, we know names like Dante Hightower But he's not what he used to be, clearly The two guys that really seem to be driving this defense Are J.C. Jackson and even more so Matthew Judon Who's been one of the most dominant defensive players in the league this year Six and a half sacks already Through only six games Talk to me about what this defense has done so far and how you expect them to approach this game against the Jets.
1: Yeah, the defense is going to continue to try to do what they do well. And believe it or not, the last couple of years, what they hadn't done so well, or at least last year, was get after the passer. The pass rush really looked anemic for the New England Patriots. Uh, That's changed this year. They are getting after the passer with a much better clip. And Matt Judon has been the big reason why. Talk about a hand-in-glove fit for a Bill Belichick coach team. He's in the right position. He always knows exactly what assignment needs to be played. If he has to um, you know, overcompensate and come up on the edge and be that edge-rushing linebacker that the Patriots love to employ, he can do that. If he needs to play the middle-of-the-field role, almost a mic role, uh, to help uh, alleviate some of the uh, workload that a, um, a Dante Hightower would normally get, he's there. He basically is able to do so many things. And that's what surprised me about this guy pleasantly is his versatility. I knew about the explosiveness, the athleticism, the attitude, and the swagger that he brings to the defense, and he's brought it all, but his versatility has really pleasantly surprised me. I can't say enough good things about Matt Judon and the impact he's had on this defense. But you're right. Beyond that, there are some suspect areas. The Patriots have had difficulty stopping the run. Uh, That continues to be an issue. Uh, You thought that by bringing in guys like Devon Godchow in the middle, really clogging the middle of that interior of the defensive line would be a huge help. Uh, guy that you know very well. We talked about him the last time I came on here on uh, play like a jet. Henry Anderson was mm-hmm. someone that was going to come in and shore up that run defense and be a run stuffer. Henry obviously is injured. He's on injured reserve season ending injured reserve uh, with an abdominal injury. So he's not a factor there any longer. Rookie Christian Barmore to me has the most potential out of anybody in this defense to come in and not only be an effective pass rusher, but also an effective run stuffer. he can do it all, but he's still a rookie. He's still gaining his legs on that. So Patriots front seven is going to have to overcompensate a little bit to try to, uh, you know, move the, uh, um, or keep the chains from moving, I should say, uh, and be able to, uh, to you know, just defend at the line. As far as the secondary goes, well, Beyond JC Jackson, there are a lot of question marks. Jalen Mills continues to be that second option. I know the fan base is all over him this week, but if you actually know football, you'll see that Jalen is not playing poorly on that. He just doesn't have a whole lot of help when it comes to uh, to you know being able to rely on another source for some uh, you know help on other downage. Jonathan Jones is very good in the slot, but Jonathan's been banged up the last couple of games as well. Uh, missed practice on Wednesday. We'll see what uh, his status looks like. Like. But beyond Jalen Mills at the quarterback position alongside J.C. Jackson, they're very thin. And that Patriots team right now is letting up an awful lot of air yardage uh, for that reason, simply because they just don't have anybody beyond the top two that can drop into coverage. Juwan Williams has not worked out. Uh, they continue to work out defensive backs, and Sean Wade they brought in. He's been on concussion protocol. Uh, just a lot of problems in that defensive backfield for the Patriots right now. And that's where they're most vulnerable.
4: Mike, I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier, and that's that Bill Belichick seems to be coaching this team in a way that would indicate he's trying not to lose instead of trying to win. Talk a little bit more about that for me, if you could. Tell me what you think they're going to do in terms of approaching the Jets on Sunday, and then ultimately, how do you think this game is going to turn out?
1: Yeah, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to radically change the approach that he's been using all season long. First of all, Bill Belichick does not scare that easily. He's not going to read a column from a writer and say, oh, well, they don't think I'm being aggressive enough, so I'll show them. I'll go ahead and I'll be more aggressive. He's going to continue to coach the team the way he believes it's best, and he's going to continue to show that same approach. Now, I think what's going to change his philosophy is more confidence and more ability and more responsibility being placed of Mac Jones. As he sees him grow and he sees the potential of this offense grow, you're going to see him take a few more chances down the field. You're going to see the Patriots go for it on fourth down, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more productively. But all of a sudden, you're not going to see the Patriots get into every fourth down situation and just completely go for it because he's trying to prove the media and the fans up here in New England wrong. That's not Bill Belichick's modus operandi. He never has been, never will be. Honestly, I think this is going to be a hard-fought game. I think the two teams know each other very well. I look for the jets to come in a lot more prepared than they were in week one. Zach Wilson made some mistakes, but I think a lot of those mistakes was throwing into coverage rather than exotic looks that the Patriots simply gave him that he couldn't handle. So I think Zach's going to utilize his, uh, uh, pass catchers a little bit better defensively. I think this team matches up well with the Patriots offense. I go with the Pats at home simply because I think they're going to have that bad taste in their mouth. They're going to build off of a good performance against the uh, the Cowboys, and this time put it over the top. I look for the Patriots to take this one over the Jets, twenty four to twenty.
4: Mike DeBate, the host of Locked On Patriots and the man who runs the New England Patriots coverage for Sports Illustrated. Mike, pleasure as always, sir. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you're listening to Locked on Patriots at least this week so that you get an idea of what the Jets are up against. And check out all of Mike's written work over at SI. Follow him on Twitter as well. And check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant has been putting up some fantastic videos Film reviews of Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker So much more Check them out, they're short, they're crisp They're easy to digest Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done it already And watch all the videos And give us a 5 star review for the podcast On iTunes if you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show If you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go it's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com
3: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com
2: no purchase necessary bwl void we're prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
3: okay round 2 name something that's not boring
0: a laundry ooh a book club computer solitaire huh
2: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino